Hello everyone, my name is Rachel and I am your host here at Barely Bookish. Welcome to the very first episode. I hope you are as excited as I am because I am very excited, so hopefully you are also very excited. Today we are going to be reading Pride and Prejudice. Uh, small spoiler alert, I absolutely love this book and I hope you will love it as much as I did. Um, yeah, check us out, enjoy uh, this little read-along, and hopefully you will enjoy listening to as many classics as I enjoy reading them. Uh, for those of you who haven't listened to the trailer yet, this podcast is about classic literature and modern classics. Basically, every book that someone comes up to you and says, oh, you like books? How have you not read that yet? That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about them. Are they worth reading? Uh, I think Pride and Prejudice definitely was, but some of them maybe not. So uh, buckle up, enjoy, and yeah, welcome to uh, Barely Bookish. everyone um and we're discussing pride and prejudice today uh i have a wonderful guest amanda here hi everybody uh so we're going through pride and prejudice uh this is very spoiler inclusive so if you haven't read the book yet stop the episode and start reading because you will get spoilers and nobody wants that so we'll just uh start right into it with chapter one so the first note that I wrote, which, you know, you can really see my inexperience of the book itself, is some man is single, so all the neighborhood ladies thinks he needs a wife. He's also got lots of money. And then second note, his name is Bingley, which is how I pronounce it. Is that how you pronounce it as well? Yep, yep. Bingley. Okay. Bingley. Okay. I, I still don't understand how you made it this far in life without knowing anything about Pride and Prejudice. I'm- I don't know either. I have distinct memories of Pride and Prejudice zombies coming out and me going, what is that? What is what is Pride and Prejudice? What does it have to do with zombies? I was like, I was so shaken. I was like, what is this? What could it possibly be? Because I knew Pride and Prejudice is, my brain just told me that it's some boring classic literature novel. And that's all I knew. So I was like, how are we getting from 1800s Europe to zombies you know like and, and I'm, I'm assuming obviously we haven't read pride and prejudice and zombies yet no, no. i have not no. i didn't even know there was a book i just knew there was a movie wait until you get to sense and sensibility and sea monsters <laughs> oh i need that in my life i need to find that i need to buy it somebody redid the entire jane austen line with fantasy it's awesome oh. Oh my gosh, I have to I have to look into that because that sounds fantastic. I want it. I need all of them. I hope that they have like very HP Lovecraft type covers, like those class. I want. Oh yes, that's next. That's next. <laughs> um, so then they go on to say that his fortune is four or five thousand a year, and I know that that's not modern modern money. So I kind of roughly looked at the conversion, and so. They didn't say how much Bingley made, but Cliff Notes told me that um, apparently that Mr. Bennett makes 160 grand a year in like U.S. dollars, which to me, that's that's a lot of money, and that's like mid class. But Darcy makes 800 thousand dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> Just, 
I that's so much money. <laughs> I just I I was okay when we were watching the movie. I was looking at the just scale of houses, and you know, not to get too far into the movie, but like I thought in my head that. Elizabeth and the Bennets were like middle class. They make them look so poor in that movie. I was like, okay, maybe they're not middle class, but like 160 is middle class, right? In 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 our life, 160 mm-hmm. is like middle class. You have to yeah. think about how the dollar was so different back then. Yeah. You know, so they were buying clothes for pennies. Yeah. Um, but then also also think about when when they originally like Longbourn and stuff, it was not intended for five non-thrift spending little girls. Yeah, you know? that's true. So, so if they had a different household in there, it would have looked higher class than it probably was. True. But they, they certainly, I mean, if you look at their house in the movie, it makes them look poor. But if you look about the way they were treated in the neighborhood, they were, they're certainly, you know, one of the top ranked families. Yeah. So for the area they live in, they're definitely upper middle class. Yeah, Just that's what I was thinking. And then they're like, to Darcy. Yeah, Darcy's <laughs> like, you guys are poor. And I'm like, are they? Are they? <laughs> I'm like, I would like to have that much money, but you know, okay. No kidding. I know. And like, I'm looking at their house and I'm like, this is a gigantic house, but also like, they have animals roaming all around. So I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, I think my head was like, okay, maybe he was rich at one point And then like, with that amount of kids, you know, as you said, and like, Lydia and Kitty are ready to spend the fortune all the time. <laughs> but you also, I mean, not thinking about the movie, if you think about in the book, the way they're talked about in the book, you know, I'm perfectly able to keep a cook. They've got yeah. maids, they've got servants, they've got a carriage, which they were talking about, you know, the other houses in the neighborhood that don't have carriages, whereas they do have a carriage. Mm-hmm. So there, there are indications, at least in the book, about what their class level looks like. It's just yeah. nowhere near compared to what Darcy's class level looks yeah. like. I guess my brain is thinking probably it's like country wealth, you know, it, which yes. is very different than like city wealth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, like they don't have a house in town where yeah. Darcy's got two houses in town, you know? Yeah. So to be as rich as Darcy. Oh, who are you telling? <laughs> <laughs> I was- I was just dying when I was trying to imagine it in my head, like his library. I was like, it's expansive. And then like, and they come to the movie and I'm like, that felt right. right." (laughs) So then uh, Miss Bennett wants her husband to go see him, uh, go see Bingley so that he can send the girls over to meet him. And that's where chapter one ends. So I only have one note for chapter two. Mr. Bennett told his family that he actually met with Mr. Bingley after being very sarcastic about it to Miss Bennett for a long time. I just, their relationship dynamic is very interesting to me. And I think um, he, he stuck with her. You know, they, mm-hmm. divorce is not something that, you know, they do. It's, it's just not something that's done, yeah. you know? So I think, especially the way they describe her, she was a beautiful woman was able to catch a very, in that point in time, you know, a, a high middle-class man. And then the the beauty fade away and he's left with this woman that he has absolutely no interest in oh, whatsoever. I know. Yeah. And um, that, she's very high strung and like uh, she, her emotions are all over the place and she cares about things that he does not care about at all. And I was just like, oh, geez, this is a, 
Like you guys are not a good match. I think she's my least favorite character out of yeah. out of the whole. Even you know, like Wickham and Lydia. I know most people Wickham and Lydia, but but Mrs. Bennet is certainly my my least favorite. I think my, she's my least favorite too. I mean, her and Caroline are like neck and neck to me. <sighs> Caroline, I hate Caroline so much. I find her so annoying. I mean, I simultaneously also feel bad for her because she has like, what is that? Un- unrequited? Un- 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 unrequited yes. lust. Yes. But yeah. it's, not even, it's not even love. It's money hunger. She's That's got, true. She's got unrequited, unrequited greed is what she's got. It's not even, she's yeah. not like she's in love with Darcy. So True. I think she just wants the convenience of someone she already knows who she knows is wealthy as yep. well. Yeah. He would he would greatly raise her her standing in society, and that's all she cares about. Yeah, for sure. She just she follows him like a little puppy dog too, and doesn't have anything to add to the conversation. And like, oh, eh. yeah, no, it's she's annoying. Yeah, I just when they wrote not even to not to really go back to the movie, but when they wrote out um, Bingley's other sister, I was like, oh yeah, she did not add anything to the book at all. No. to the 2005 movie I was like I didn't even notice that she was gone it's not like there was any major plot point that she was in that I was like oh no she can't be out of the movie I was like Ugh, whatever all she did was give somebody give Caroline somebody who would agree with her no matter what Caroline said yeah which she didn't they don't need that no okay so in uh, chapter 3 Mr. Bingley is going to the next party which means Every single person in the entire village is going to be there because they want money to, <laughs> and to meet a new interesting person. Um, Mr. Bingley returned uh, the visit um, that Mr. Bennett had paid to them and paid a visit to the Bennett house in the hopes of taking a peek at the girls because he heard they're beautiful, but he uh, didn't get to see them on the first visit. Uh, the Bennetts invited him to dinner, but Mr. Bingley had to reject because he had to go to town. Which, in this case, town is London. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Bingley also brought his relatives to the party, and someone named Mr. Darcy, which is exactly what my notes say, which everyone is into. In the first initial visit, everyone's like, ooh, who's this? He makes a lot of money. <laughs> I just, I love reading my old notes, because I'm like, oh, it's someone named Mr. Darcy. I'm like, <laughs> the best person this entire series. Um <laughs> Besides the Queen Elizabeth herself, best best person in the world. I mean, Darcy is just <laughs> unparalleled. Yes, I love how awkward he is. It's my favorite. Oh my God, he's just he's he's so like grown up, and at the same time, he's so stuck as like a four year old little boy. And the the contradictions to his personality are fantastic. I think too, it plays into the fact that like. He's never had to work for someone that, to care about him. Like, he's always just had people care about him. It's always been easy to him. So now he's like, ooh, how do you do that? Yep. Yep. Which I think they, um, I think Jane Austen did really, really well is that uh, play on how do you get someone when you've never had to try at anything. Yep. Yeah. I think she did an amazing job with that. And I also found it fascinating, and I, I'm jumping ahead probably, okay. that. They have to, in that day and age, you know, you, you basically got to know each other after the wedding, you know, because mm-hmm. there was no, 
There was no one-on-one -on -one time. There was no going out for dates and stuff. There was going to balls with mm -hmm. the entire county there. Um, and I, I love how all of Darcy's friends and relatives talk about what a great person he is, but because he's so uptight, she yeah. doesn't see that until after they quarrel, until after they both see that the worst in their personalities, at which point he finally thaws and we see all the good mm -hmm. qualities of Darcy. I like how I like how they've got to come to blows emotionally before we finally see him let guard, let down some of that guard. Yeah, the original enemies to lovers. Yes, yes, yes. It is. It's the original trope. I know. I was. I've never been a huge enemies to lovers kind of person, and then I was like, I've changed my mind <laughs> as soon as I started reading this. But it, it, I think because I mean the slow burn is real. Oh yeah. You're like, because most books you're like you know you're trying to get the like you try to get from point a to like kiss scene this one you're like they touched hands they touched hands <laughs> oh my gosh that is so true i mean pride of prejudice is considered one of one of the if not the best romance novels in the entire world and they don't kiss once yeah you know, there's no physical intimacy whatsoever. Yeah. And it's like, anytime they have a long glance, you're like, oh my gosh, they stared at each other. <laughs> and it's like, and every other like modern day book, you're reading it and you're like, oh, they looked at each other. So what? But like in Pride and Prejudice, every long look, you're like, <gasps> I know, panting, let's <laughs> cool down. I know. I don't, I just, I, this made me love slow burns now i'm like never was a person i was like just get to it but now i'm like oh my gosh if they look at each other i'm just <laughs> gonna cry for 20 minutes and i'm like there's no love but like darcy and elizabeth's love you know <laughs> i do know yeah so this is where they find out that uh darcy is loaded and he makes ten thousand a year which is as i said the 800 thousand uh in like u.s dollars and then my next note is apparently he has very bad manners though little did i know mr darcy doesn't want to dance with someone unless he knows them and apparently that was frowned upon which you know i get it now well if, if mr darcy were alive in this day and age he would be he'd be the ultimate millennial i mean he's got anxiety issues He's got crowd issues. He's from a wealthy family. So he, he's got all the manners, you know, but he's yeah. so, he'd need to pop a Xanax before he goes to every ball. <laughs> I'm just, now I'm imagining Mr. Darcy talking about his CBD oil routine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Except like, he's too well-bred to, to mention he has to do that to anybody. That's true. <laughs> but he has like a Finsta. You know, where he, like, does CBD oil and then also those, like, color, um, those, what are those, the adult coloring books? He has a lot of those. Most, I mean, he's, he's got to be OCD out the road. I mean, everything is fastidiously organized, you know. If he walks by his desk and the quill is, is, is not completely straight, you know, he's one of those that's got to stop and reline up everything yeah. on his desk again. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got to be totally OCD. Absolutely. I just, I, now I'm just imagining him. And it's like someone that you'd definitely like be an online friend with, but you'd never see in person ever. 
Yes. I, I, I can almost see him with a really strong World of Warcraft, you know, at night yes. and in the dark room where he doesn't have to physically interact with anybody. Oh, I could totally see Darcy being a PC gamer. That and, like, he has a very detailed, like, book collection in which everything is, like, annotated. And he definitely writes very controversial blog posts about them. Yes. Yes. Oh, he's definitely a pot store. But but under a fake name. Yes, absolutely. Nobody can know that Darcy of Pemberley, heir of Pemberley Industries, is the one that's out there trending right now. You know, totally deep cover. Yeah, he's the original <laughs> Anon. Yes. <laughs> I want, that's what I want, you know, a modern day retelling, but specifically everything we just mentioned. Hello, everyone. A brief pause as I tell you something very, uh, I, I can't even say important. Um, basically, this discussion just spiraled into a discussion about modern day retellings and I mentioned how I read a retelling of Phantom of the Opera and I had never seen the actual Phantom of the Opera so I enjoyed the book it was a very good book but um I never watched or read or anything I don't have any idea what the original text is um the original plot so that's kind of where you're missing uh because it's probably about 10 minutes of me um looking like a fool so you know there's that uh yeah so we're gonna jump right back in here never seen phantom of the opera Butler singing. i don't know how my sister likes musicals too and i still haven't watched any of them okay well that's going on the rachel needs to watch now <laughs> I haven't read To Kill a Mockingbird. I haven't read... um, Yeah, most of the things that you think everyone has absolutely read in their life, I haven't read it. I read Romeo and Juliet, and that's about it. Well, at least you've read that. I love Romeo and Juliet. I love Romeo and Juliet. Okay, Okay. Pride and Prejudice, because Darcy's calling (laughs) back to him. I could go on a tangent on classics for hours. I know. We'll, We'll get there. We'll text about it. So... The eldest Bennett daughter, which is Jane, danced with Mr. Bingley twice, and they seemed to really like each other. Little did I know. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is the note I said. I just realized Jane Austen named one of her characters Jane. It's a very popular name back then. Yeah, that was my guess, but also I was like, I, I mean, both of us have pretty common names. So I'm like trying to imagine writing in my book saying someone's named Rachel and not putting all of my personality into that character and be like no they're just <laughs> casually named rachel you know don't well, mind me that they're married to uh chris pine don't think too hard about that one i think when you're writing a book though a little bit of your personality goes into eric every character you write so it wouldn't be that weird yeah that's true i feel like it to me if i ended up naming a character you know it'd be like one of those wattpad point of view things where you're like <laughs> You're like Harry Styles looks longingly at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, did she just not want Jane to have what she wanted in Darcy? Or Chapter Four? Jane seems to really like Mr. Bingley, but Elizabeth says she likes everyone, which is true. I really don't think Jane has a bad bone in her body. Like, nope. even when Caroline eventually like 
shows her true colors Shane was like oh it could be a misunderstanding I'm like Jane Jane honey like even when Lydia and Wickham ran off after after Jane knew everything about Wickham she's like but I can't believe the worst of him I can't believe that this is really what was meant and I'm like believe it sweetheart I know I was like <laughs> get it together let's go like yeah she does not want anybody to have a single bad thing like she would not survive well in 2020 (laughs) no she's way too trusting she doesn't think i don't even know like i could not imagine her in modern day because it would not work out well in her favor no it certainly wouldn't so elizabeth does not like mr bingley sisters as jane does which you know because elizabeth is a smart cookie um she thinks they spend too much money and they're conceited all facts truth <laughs> and uh the sisters like jane uh bingley's really interested in her and darcy seems to think that she's boring which is basically elizabeth's just projecting onto darcy darcy doesn't actually think that uh you know i think i think darcy actually i think at the very beginning elizabeth nails him on the head but really. that's those first couple of interactions, but that's just because he's scared and he's True. nervous. And so to to ease above his own fright of being in a crowd with people he doesn't know, he becomes an asshole. Oh, can I say that? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. He be- I'm going to become- put the explicit thing on here, so it'll be okay. He, he becomes a not very nice person just to try to make himself feel better about being in a crowd. But as he starts to thaw and and warm towards her and and the community as a whole, she is still stuck in her first impression. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I agree with that. Thinking back on it, to be honest, I just think she kind of reads in too much throughout. Just like that letting yeah, letting him think uh, like not letting him think, but letting herself think that he's still that same person when he's trying to grow and she's like oh you know you don't really care and all that kind of stuff yep so chapter five uh the bennett's have the lucas as their neighbor the lucases as their neighbors and they all meet up a day after to be the uh after the ball to be kind of catty to each other for no real reason but like Miss Bennett and Miss Lucas are basically trying to one-up each other the entire time that they're there. And like, she's like, well, Bingley danced with my daughter for two dances. And Lucas is like, but, you know, my daughter, Charlotte. <laughs> this, yeah. uh, and it's basically yeah. saying that Charlotte looks like trash. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Well, you have to think about it. Charlotte is 27, which yeah. in, in that day and age was like, whoa. And uh, you know, they're already talking about Jane and them becoming an old maid, and Jane's 21, yeah. you know, and they're already making fun of how old she is for not being married, and and Charlotte's 27, so. Yeah, I was, I read this right after coming off of Gone with the Wind, which, trash novel, trash novel, I don't want to talk about it, I hate <laughs> it, but um, I read this after that, and like, when they were saying, oh, she's 27, I was like, what? <laughs> I I think Charlotte was like 17 when she got married or not Charlotte um 
Scarlett, that's what I meant. Scarlett was like 17 when she got married. And so when she, they said Charlotte's 27, I was like, I am confusion. I'm like, is that legal? I don't. I was shook. <laughs> I, I think there's probably not a lot of people in that town either for them to be. Oh, Mary, like, Meriton? Yeah. 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 So I feel like that plays into part of the struggle here. So chapter six, uh, Jane and Bingley are low-key starting to fall in love, which I thought was nice. And uh, Charlotte says that Jane needs to tell him that she has feelings for Mr. Bingley so that she can marry him. And Elizabeth says he should figure it out, which we all know boys are not smart. No. They're not mind readers. No. They do not pick up on context clues if fiction has taught us anything and if real life has taught us more. (laughs) If real life has taught us anything. Oh, yeah. 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 All of those memes about when your wife tells you she's fine, that you should run in the other direction. Those were were built on gospel. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I get that whole romantic thing of being like, you should figure it out. No, you gotta tell them. You can't. That's one of those things you cannot like pat around or Yep. Absolutely. So here's my first uh, starting to like Mr. Darcy. It says, ooh, Mr. Darcy is very bad at this, so instead of talking to her, he just listens in on her conversation with others, which annoys Elizabeth. <laughs> but it's kind of cute, because that's exactly it. He's too afraid to speak up in front of other people, but he wants to act as if he's giving her attention yeah so he just stalks her around the ballroom (laughs) i mean i've definitely done that though like i remember like middle school me whenever i was like wanting to talk to someone or become friends with someone and instead of actually speaking to them i would just follow them in their conversations with others and try and find points where i could butt in and talk like i have distinct memories of that it's actually really funny um i am bingley like, I could talk to anybody about anything. I start up conversations with people in grocery stores. And my husband is Darcy. Really? Like, like I will start talking to somebody and my husband will side-eye me like, do you have to do this? Really? Come back. Stand next to me. Protect me from the strangers. Yeah. Thomas Thomas and I are, are Bingley and Darcy as, like, the perfect couple. <laughs> that works though it's funny because me and um my boyfriend are both very shy so in order for we started dating in high school so when we started dating i basically was just like follow and then i was like <laughs> i started asking weird and absurd questions to get him to start talking to me so back to pride and precious <laughs> um so uh, Mr. Lucas just essentially called for Darcy to dance with Elizabeth right in front of him because, you know, they're all talking in a circle. And Elizabeth goes, absolutely not. No, thank you. You said you don't dance with anybody. I am not interested. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. So, which I'm sure Darcy was just in that moment was like, no, no, no. Oh, no. She has looked at me. She has spoken. I- and then he's like, she just cut me here in front of all these people. Yeah, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go home and I'm just going to cry for 20 minutes. I'm going to eat eight boxes of ice cream. Don't. <laughs> yeah, poor Darcy. I'm sure he's like going home, putting on like rom-coms and just crying. She is. A, she's pretty savage to him. I oh, mean, she totally her, is. She's 
But like like the ultimate sap, you know, the meaner he is to her, the more he seems to like her. Yeah. <laughs> we love that enemies to lovers. Oh, it's because nobody, I mean, nobody has looked him in the eye and given him a contra- contradictory word before. Yeah. So he thinks that he's perfect because everybody agrees with him. But here's this little nobody who's like cutting him down left and right. He's like, what is going on here? I don't understand, but I like it. Yeah. Have you seen that uh, sound on TikTok where it's like, um, he goes, so you ignore me and you hate me and you're just my type. She goes, um, sorry, what'd you say? And he goes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have find- not seen that, but it's funny. If I could find it later, I'll send it to you. But yes. that's what I'm imagining for him. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, Darcy just told Bingley's sister, uh, Miss Hurst, that's her name, right? Yep, Mrs. Hurst. Yeah, Mrs. Hurst, um, that he thinks Elizabeth is hot. <laughs> I love writing these notes instead of writing like, he thinks she's handsome. I'm like, she th- he thinks she's hot. When we're talking about her fine eyes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I think it's funny. So in chapter seven, there's now a militia in town, which is the militia like respected, like the army? Or is it like a weird yeah. it's rank? the army. It's the oh, army. Oh, it is the army. Okay. Yeah, it's the army. That's the, the talk about the red coats. Yeah. They are, they're, they're officers in the in the army. Oh, does it say red coats in the US version? Because I had the UK version, so it says militia. Both. Oh, Both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it, in in my version, at least, at least all the versions I have, the it's it's interchangeable. The okay. militia has come to town, so the militia is like the branch of them is the the group. It's a militia group, but the, they're red coats, so they're okay. still regular army. Okay, I wasn't super sure because I was like, is this like a weird branch of like the home group of the army, or is it like actual army army? Like I wasn't really sure. So I didn't know if it was like one of those things where it's like kind of looked down, like you can't make it in the army, so you get in the militia. Or no, militia is just it's just a term for okay. for the for the military. Oh, okay, so then it's like slightly more respected. Yeah, um, well, we gotta remember, um, um, not not Darcy, um, Fitzwilliam is is in the yeah, and he's an he's an earl's son, but the higher ranks at that day and age. They they didn't rise up through the ranks. The commissions were bought. So his his lieutenancy, his his I think he's a lieutenant or a colonel. Maybe he's a he's colonel. A, I, th- I thought he was a lieutenant colonel. There you go. Maybe yeah. that's why I couldn't decide between the two. Um, that was bought for him. So his dad bought him his rank. What do you want for your birthday, son? A car? No, I want to be a lieutenant colonel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wild. Um, so one of the Bennett girls is interest in, interested in the captain of the militia. Um, Jane is going to Bingley's house again, and the sisters are dining with their brother and Darcy, plus the officers. And this is the point in which Miss Bennett makes Jane go on horseback so that she would have to stay the night, and it downpoured, and then she got sick. The catalyst for all that comes after. I know, but I'm just like... With the fact that they don't have good medicine, could you imagine just sending your child out and you're like, they're going to get sick. Fingers crossed they don't die. But, I mean, as Mr. Bennett said, if Jane dies, it'll be a boon to them to know it was in pursuit of Mr. Bingley. <laughs> if you're going to die, that make sure it's for a good cause. Yeah, Take, I guess. 
Take one for the team, Jane. <laughs> I was going to say, he's got uh, four other replacement daughters. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So Jane gets really sick from the rain, which then the romance happens because Elizabeth really wants to see Jane and make sure she's okay. So she starts walking, which apparently is bad. Exercise is frowned upon. I don't think, it, well, yes. I mean, getting sweaty and and, yeah. and, and like that. So it's exercise as we know it was down upon. They are not big on cardio. <laughs> I just, when they she walked, because I, I guess it was like three miles when she walked over there. And yep. then everyone was, as soon as she got in, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she dared to walk. And I'm like, oh. how else is she supposed to get there? She doesn't have a carriage, like, steal a horse. Elizabeth got there and everyone is absolutely shook that she exercised. Like, Caroline's like, what? And Darcy's like, how did you even get here? Like, walking? What's that? He's like, you didn't get carried and brought by uh, like 18 people in a lifted chair <laughs> um elizabeth started uh as over her stay because she ends up staying there for a couple days elizabeth started to like the bingley sisters which at that point i was like oh this is good and then um it's elizabeth ended up staying the night there as soon as chapter eight starts elizabeth does not like the sisters anymore she's like never mind i was right these people are trash Mr. Bingley, on the other hand, is very nervous for Jane, which I thought was adorable. He's like, oh, is she okay? Checking up on her all the time, like, between um, Elizabeth and everybody. She's like, oh, is everybody okay? Um, as soon as Elizabeth leaves the room, Miss Bingley starts talking trash about her. Like, about her. She's like, oh, the hemline of her pant or her shirt or dress. Dress is what I'm looking for. Um is three inches deep in mud and she's untidy she has bad manners all this kind of stuff i think what you were looking for was her petticoat That's there why we go petticoat you're looking for her petticoat i know my brain can't even imagine those kinds of words because i'm like good lord miss elizabeth did you walk here oh my goodness. See her petticoat three inches deep in mud not that i'm aware of the words or anything my heart's <laughs> there at all they're like tattooed on your arm <laughs> that specific line i posted a sarcastic thing in facebook saturday night i said i have to to do a podcast um for pride and prejudice on monday and i said since i haven't read the book at all or seen ever. the movie ever and i just like went on this big rant about how i've never seen it and how i'm required to stop everything i'm doing and read pride and prejudice so i'm ready for monday morning and most everybody, most everybody knows like my upset because I post about Pride and Prejudice all the time. Yeah. Um, and then some people are like, you've never read it yet? Oh, you're going to love it so much. And I'm like, how are y'all so stupid? I'm like, I could report, I could, I could read you Pride and Prejudice from memory and cling on. Yeah. Okay? I don't need to read it right now. You're like, like as soon as those people who are saying that um they didn't know you read it, you're like, all right, you're getting the block a block because yeah. um... <laughs> You're like, you don't care about me. <laughs> so Darcy and Bingley are basically like, we thought she was fine as the uh, Bingley sisters are talking that mad trash. <laughs> and then my note here is just the Bingley sisters are trash. Super trash. I just, why well, you got to bring down others like that? But 
I guess they don't have any other form of entertainment. Their life has been a little sheltered. That has a lot to do with it. And then yeah. their family has, because they started out, I mean, they're, they're still in trade. That's how they got their money. So at one point in time, someone in their family went to a shop every day. And now they're, they just have reached the point in the economic food chain where they no longer have to physically work. Somebody does the work for them. So she's, yeah. she's gotten a little big for her britches, I think, trying to overcome the fact that she knows that, you know, their money is still in trade. Whereas mm-hmm. like Darcy's money isn't in trade, you know, his money comes strictly from his properties. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, I just, bleh, I hate them. <laughs> so Elizabeth would rather uh, read than play cards. And one of the sister's husband, Mr. Hurst did not like that. He was like, you don't want to play cards. What? Mr. Hurst was so boring the entire time. I was trying to figure out what, uh, miss, like, uh, mrs hurst saw on him because i was like this dude all he does is play cards and he doesn't seem to be any like he's very vanilla money 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 truth money yeah i just marrying for money just sounds boring well at that point in time that was basically all you could do was marry for money you had to be really pretty and just marry for money yep um so they all start okay this i actually directly quoted they all start talking about how an accomplished woman must have a thorough knowledge of music singing drawing dancing and the modern languages and she has to possess a quote certain something unquote and elizabeth says that that's not possible and their standards are way too high i agree yeah well i mean can we do any of the things they no no we we can't do any of that so yeah you have to like devote your entire life to each of those things, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. And then what I think was funny and I've, I've always wondered about this is um, she always just agrees with everything Darcy says, mm-hmm. you know, because Miss Bingley, because she wants to, she, she wants Darcy. So she's just going to agree with everything he says, but she is none of the things he's listing off. Yeah. So she's trying to be all superior, but he's not talking about you, girl. And Literally, I don't think though. She, she grasps that concept. You have already admitted in this conversation that you can't do these things. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about what a great woman looks like, but he's not talking about you. Yeah. So why it's are like, you agreeing with him? The entire time that she's present, she doesn't draw or sing or anything like that and i don't think she even dances at the balls or anything it's not mentioned at all so it's like she doesn't do anything like all she does is talk trash yep Ugh. and think she's so much better than everybody else yeah and then okay so then the next thing is miss bingley literally says that elizabeth lives to uh talk trash about other women and i'm like she is literally just minding her own business hanging out and then they have the audacity to say that like she's the one that talks bad about other women yeah no are you so severe on your own sex yeah sorry i love the direct quotes my bad no love to see it we love to see it um chapter nine elizabeth uh sent out for her mom in the morning because jane was starting to get a little worse um and then jane's still too sick to move and uh, Miss Bennett shows up and just starts bragging about Jane right 
now to Bingley. <laughs> I hate Miss Bennett's Mrs. Bennett so much. So much. It's embarrassing. I I could take blood, guts. I don't mind any of that in a book, but embarrassment, I hate watching people get embarrassed. It's just yeah. it's awful. And poor Mrs. Bennett, that's all she does is embarrass Jane and Elizabeth. I know my secondhand embarrassment was like, Ugh. I know it's cringy. It's yeah. so super cringy. It's like a helicopter parent, you know. You like watch it, and you're like watching those kids just survive. It's like watching like a train crash. But she's like, she's not even a helicopter parent, which makes it so bad. Yeah, it's, she's she's one of those she's one of those parents that want their want to be cool in their kids eyes mm, and so yeah. she's super irresponsible and she's bringing a beer at you know 16 and i also feel like she's the kind of parent that's like says basically gets their kid put in all these classes just so they marry rich yes. and that's it yep chapter 10 uh miss bingley is commenting on the letter darcy is writing to his sister and this is so annoying to me and then this is my first indication. I was like, I wonder if she likes him. I don't know why that was my first indication. Oh, that Miss Bingley likes Darcy? Yeah, my first indication was like the point where he she's like hovering over him writing a letter. I'm like, ooh, do you think she likes him? Like that was my note. I was like, huh, I wonder if she kind of likes him or something. We're like a hundred pages out of the book by this point. You're just now grasping that concept. I, I was just like, <laughs> I just thought she's annoying. And then I was like, oh no, wait, she has a crush on him. Okay oh my god you're too cute i was just like wow i hate this girl like she's so annoying she's like so full of herself and i'm like oh it's a coping mechanism <laughs> funny yeah what, reading back on my notes is like oh okay wow i did not pick up on those context clues that's hilarious so um elizabeth is trying to at this point, I thought Elizabeth was starting to realize that he's interested in her. And then the next note goes, oh, wait, she thinks he's watching her because he doesn't like her and she doesn't like him. Yep. Yep. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, he asks Elizabeth to dance and she says no because she doesn't want to deal with him looking down on her. And he says he wasn't planning on it. And then the next note is, I was right. Miss Bingley does like Darcy. <laughs> And I don't know why it took me so long to figure that out. That is so cute. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. I, I don't even think she likes Mr. Darcy. She likes Mr. Darcy's bank account. Yeah. Uh, yikes. Trophy wives. <laughs> Hashtag truth. I will say they did pick a really good actress for her in the 2005 remake. Oh my god. She they and the, the remake is almost, except for in a few few spots, the script is almost word for word from the book. Yeah. The speaking parts. Yeah. And the just the disdain. You can see her. Oh, I know. Her nose is so far up in the air. She did such a fantastic job yeah. bringing the superiority to Bingley, mm -hmm. Bingley's character. It's yeah. fantastic. I know. They did such a good job. I was in love with her. Like the actress playing her, I hate yes. I hate her so much. But you know the actress did a phenomenal job. Yes, she did. 
Uh, so Caroline Bingley took Darcy for a walk where they ran into her sister and Elizabeth and they immediately tried to ditch Elizabeth. This is so middle school. Like I specifically remember this happening to me where like all your friends would be walking on the sidewalk and they'd be like three in a row and then you'd have to be that one person behind and you'd be like, oh, okay guys, you know, because they, they won't split off. Yes. And I'm like, wow. And Darcy suggests they take a different route to include Elizabeth. Elizabeth says, nope, not interested, and goes inside. <laughs> She's like, peace out. I know, and I was like, let's, let's go, Elizabeth. Like, I feel that. We love to see it. See, and at that point in time, you could see he, we, we can see in his interactions that he's softening towards her. Mm-hmm. He's thawing towards her. He makes the comments about her eyes about how, you know, when they're talking about how dirty she looks, and he's like, on the contrary, she looks invigorated. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he thinks he's coming across to Elizabeth, and that Elizabeth's coldness is from the sisters. Yeah. And in reality, Elizabeth's coldness is like, because I want nothing to do with any of you. And so he just... He just doesn't grasp it already at this point in time. He thinks he's like halfway courting her. And she's mm-hmm. like, see ya, don't want to be ya. Yeah, I know. He's like, oh, we're in love. And Elizabeth's like, if you look at me, I swear I will fight you on the spot. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's a romance. Yes, that's it exactly. It's so funny. But, um, okay, so that's all we're going to cover for uh, this episode, uh, the first episode of Pride and Prejudice. But uh, Amanda, where can people find you if they want to find you on the internet? Oh, yes. Um, I am all over the internet. Um, I am an author. Um, so my website is amandafaybooks.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com backslash amandafaybooks. Um, my username is, if you want to find me personally, is just Amanda Fay or author Amanda Fay. Uh, I'm on Amazon, um, Amanda Fay. Uh, all my books are on Amazon, and I have such an obsession with Pride and Prejudice that um, now it's it's referenced in every one of my books. And then I almost always have a character named after Pride and Prejudice as well um, in my books. So if you like Pride and Prejudice, you'll like you like what I what I write. <laughs> yeah, and I'll link all those in the show notes so you guys can find them uh, quickly and easily. But thank you so much for joining me today. But it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. everyone who joined me on this episode of barely bookish and thank you so much to amanda Fay for reading this with me and talking about this with me and for overall just being the pride and prejudice expert and honestly just thank you so much for everyone who joined me um if you want to check me out and follow me on all the socials go at barely bookish on everything including tiktok if you want to watch my kind of ridiculous videos um they're i think they're funny but if you'll think they're funny, it's something else. But thank you all so much for joining me. Our theme song is created by Raphael Crux on freepd.com. Our logo was made by my wonderful little sister, Sarah. And yeah, that's all I have for you guys. And I will catch you next one. Bye.